Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. As always, I appreciate you all coming back and joining me for another episode. And today, we're going to be talking about reading, and specifically a reading challenge I set for myself back in 2018. I haven't been a, a big reader historically, I guess you could say. I'd be very lucky if I read a single book uh, in most recent years. Uh, and so I was like, I need to do something about this. I need to make some personal changes in my life. And so in 2018, I decided I need to set a goal for myself to read more books. So I said, I'm going to read 12 books in 2018. That was my goal. I uh, ended up blowing past that goal, hit 17, most books I've read in a very long time. And I was really excited about that. And one of the things I wanted to do on the show was maybe revisit some of those books that I've read, whether it was in 2018 or some of the books that I'm tackling this year in 2019, and have some of those authors on to discuss those books. And so far, I've had Jen Smith on multiple times at this point, but specifically, I had her on to talk about her book, The No Spin Challenge Guide, and we did that back in early 2018. I've had Kate Flanders on to talk about her book, The Year of Less, which is by far one of my favorite books that I've read, just period. And then today, I'm going to be joined by John Lanza, the author of The Art of allowance. And I don't have any kids, so this didn't necessarily apply to me, but still the concept of allowance fascinates me because I know everyone has different opinions on it, different thoughts, different ways that they implement it into their lives. And so I wanted to hear from someone who's really taken a close look at this subject and going to hear their thoughts and some of their suggestions on how you should handle allowance. And that's how I ended up interviewing John about his book. And so even if you don't have kids like myself, I think this still is an interesting conversation and a look at allowance and some ways to implement it into a young person's life. And so now let's pop into my conversation with John Lanza, author of The Art of Allowance. wanted to kind of push myself and, and get into some of these great books that are out there. And I actually got to meet you at FinCon last year and we got to talk a little bit. I was really kind of interested in what you're doing, even though I don't have kids personally, but I think that the concept of allowance and and how to get that money conversation and money education going with your kids is, is really fascinating. So uh, when you told me you wrote a book about it, I was like, hey, well, yeah, definitely want to check that out. And you know, you were kind enough to send me a copy. So I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was one of my books that I threw into my challenge this year. I saw that. That, that was exciting to see uh, my book in a challenge. So I appreciate that being a part of your challenge. <laughs> you know, and I even got one of my coworkers to read it as well. He, he has two daughters and, you know, he, we, we always kind of have these like little money conversations. I was like, oh, well, you definitely got to read this. So so I think you, you gained a, a fan there too. Good. Well, I, I love it and uh, I appreciate the... Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the good word. <laughs> it was a fun read. It was a, a quick read, too, which is also <laughs> nice. It was easy to jump in and kind of get in there. And the big foundation of the book, at least for me, you know, reading it was the the concept of dividing the money up for kids, maybe make it a little bit easier for them to grasp the concept and build some of these principles into their lives. And you mentioned setting up three jars. So a share jar, a save jar, and a spin smart jar. Would you mind giving us a, like a breakdown of, of what that is and, and why you set it up that way? So there are kind of three money smart skills that we talk about. And you know, one is distinguishing between needs and wants. Another is setting and saving for goals. And then the last one is making smart money choices. And the reason you want to set up those three jars is you want kids to understand that when they're getting an allowance, you know, so let's just say they're getting an allowance on a weekly basis, they get used to the fact that whenever they receive money, they're making a choice, whether that choice is intentional, like it is when we do the handing out of the money or not, you're making a choice. 
So the, the quicker they can kind of understand that every time they do receive some money that they have to make a choice and we want them to be start to start to make smarter choices, that's kind of the reasoning behind having those three jars. And the way that we set that up is that let's just give you like a rough idea of how um, this might work is for a five-year-old, they might get $5 a week. And it's very simple. They take out of those $5, one will go in the share jar, like you mentioned, and that's for charitable giving. And the idea there is you're kind of opting them in or nudging them into the idea that giving money to others is a good thing. And then one goes into the save jar. What you're doing is kind of opting them into this idea that they should pay themselves first. And then they have $3 where they have full autonomy over that. And they can put that into the spend smart jar. They can put it into the save jar. If they're saving for a goal, they can put it into the share jar. But they have control over that money. And really, it's really that control that starts to get at what we're trying to do is teach them how to become money smart and eventually become money empowered, which is really about having control over your money and not vice versa where your money has control over you. Now, I really like that concept too of giving them control because I think that's one of the hardest things to do. You know, even someone who doesn't have kids for me, it's like, you know, even with my, my younger brother, he's, you know, he's about six years younger than me. So I remember growing up, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't trust you. You know, you're not going to do the right thing. And I think that's always the thought is that their kids, they don't understand. They can't do this type of thing. They can't handle money. And I, I think it's a really interesting concept. And I, I think a great way to think about it, the way you put it in the book, they're not going to learn unless you give them the opportunity to have this kind of control and, and make decisions. Yeah, and I think that's the toughest part for parents, uh, myself included, is that they're going to make mistakes with that money, you know, and the only way they are going to learn is to have a few failures with their own money. So you do want to advise as a parent, like, you know, if they, they think they're making a silly mistake, then you can step in and say something about it. But you don't, you have to kind of let them make those mistakes. You don't want to take too much control over it. You want them to have that control. And the way to think about it is that a mistake now is in a very kind of low stakes situation versus a mistake later where it could be, you know, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. For example, if we're talking about something like a college student loan or just a, you know, accumulation of debt. So it's giving kids that control in this low stakes situation that can be difficult as a parent, but it'll pay off in the end because kids will learn to get a little more control over that money and just comfort with dealing with money and making those choices on a more consistent basis. That's really important because I've met so many people who just aren't comfortable with money because, you know, the first time you're introduced to money is once you finally get a job. But maybe it's like you're not until you're, you know, 20 sometimes when you get your first real job. And at that point, you know, you've lived a lot of life already where you've had no experience with money. <laughs> And so then all of a sudden someone throws you, you know, a couple thousand dollars. You don't you don't know what to do with that. And you're I've seen people who are so uncomfortable handling money, talking about it. So I think it's great to be able to to build those those concepts and education in at a at a really young age. Yeah, I, I remember that when I got my first paycheck, like real paycheck. And you just think you just struck gold, you know, and, uh, and, 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 you know, very quickly you realize you didn't strike gold because now you're paying rent and, you know, all, you have all these other expenses, but it's still a lot of money. If you come out of college where you're basically a pauper and then you end up with a job, whatever kind of job it is, all of a sudden you have this windfall. And that's, what's nice about this practice is that, you know, when the kids get older, we, we kind of up the allowance and we change the frequency of the allowance so that it's more like a job. So in other words, like my two daughters now are 15 and 12 and they get larger allowance, but they get it on a monthly basis. So they have to kind of deal with this quote unquote windfall of money. 
And, you know, they'll almost always, whether it's my kids or talking to other kids about this, you know, they'll probably blow through that money the first, you know, two, one or two months that they're doing it. But once they get used to the fact, once they once they start to understand, oh, wait, okay, now I have to kind of budget this money over the course of a month, they learn that lesson and they'll be more prepared when they start to, you know, when they get a job that's going to pay them more money than this, you know, relatively paltry allowance. I, I really enjoy that. I, I really enjoy the book and uh, these concepts. There's definitely some things in it that I'm going to gonna hold on to for when that day comes when I have some kids and be able to influence some of this because I think it'll make them uh, much more prepared for the real world and how to handle that, uh, <laughs> that first paycheck when it rolls in. Uh, you're hitting, a, hitting the nail right on the head, but we're just trying to prepare them for the real world. And, you know, the other thing is like we're trying to go with these kind of clear jars and the reason we want to do that is, and I talk about this in the book, so you know about this, is that you want to move away from this idea of the piggy bank, which is kind of opaque. You don't see the money. You're saving it for a quote-unquote rainy day. That's way too abstract for kids. We are trying to get out of that paradigm and into the clear jar, which is also a metaphor for the conversation, the open conversation we want to create with our kids about money. We want to kind of break down the taboos and just have a real conversation about money that will help for you for them to get just get more comfort with it because you know I think for most of us growing up myself included it's like we didn't talk about money very much at all and you know my dad's a banker um, luckily he was very frugal so he set a good example in that way but the fact is we just didn't have a lot of conversations about money and, and I know that that's not atypical. That's probably the case with you. That's the case with the majority of folks. And we want to kind of get to this new paradigm of kind of clear jars and open conversation. I definitely agree with that. I, that's the story I've heard from many people and same is true for me that, you know, it's not something you really talk about at home. So it's great to have resources like this that kind of get the conversation started. So John, you know, where can people go to hear more about your book? Where can they pick it up and follow along with you to be a part of the conversation? The easiest place is theartofallowance.com and they can find all the social links there. I have a blog. I have my own podcast where I talk to other parents. So they kind of get cool ideas that they can bring in to, to use for their family. Because the, the whole idea here is that I provide a framework in the book, but every family, every kid, every parent is different. You create your own system. That's kind of why it's called the heart of allowance. You create your own heart as you start to raise your money smart kids. Thanks again, John. I really appreciate it. Definitely recommend everyone go ahead and check out the art of allowance. I think it's a great, fun, quick read to help you get some great concepts and ideas that you can implement with your kids and make them the responsible financial adults that we all hope to be (laughs) when we get older. Well, thanks, Chris. I love what you're doing and I appreciate you having me on. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.